This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. We put a wrap on June. We do that as free agency gets set to start. Or today we can start talking about who the Grizzlies got rather than who they're going to get. Uh, hopefully we'll be breaking it all down. Uh, lots of movement in the NBA to talk about, including Atlanta getting an all-star guard to go along with Trey Young, John, along with Ice Trey. Uh, so, yeah, DeJounte Murray on the move. Imani Bates is on the move. That news broke after our show ended. And I have to say, by the time I saw it, and I suspect my partner feels the same, it was not surprising. Or maybe it was. Which side are you on, John? In the sense of, was it surprising? Well, we knew it was one of his final options. Yeah. When it became official, a bit of a surprise that he that it was Eastern Michigan. Well, we had, for talked, Bates. We had talked about it yesterday, and it was it felt increasingly um, likely that it was not going to be Memphis. And when you're running out of options, I mean, that's what that suggests. Like you had no other options. Like there's no way to spend that. Um, and so we will break that down here on the show. Amani Bates indeed did make his decision, made his announcement, and he is headed to. Uh, to Eastern Michigan, yeah, the, uh, the the 15-year-old who was on Sports Illustrated with the headline born for this, former number one player in the country, the man who was deemed the next Kevin Durant is going to spend his sophomore season at a max school that was 10-20 and 20 last year. So, Stan Heath up there, I heard. Is former, that the coach? Former Arkansas coach. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a uh, fall, man. That is a fall. That is a uh, you know precipitous fall from grace uh, for Imani mm. Bates. So we'll get into what this means. Uh, what does it say about Penny? What does it say about Imani? Because I do think there are two very different takeaways for each side in this. Um, and, and both parties involved, I think there are very different takeaways. So we'll get into all of that here on the show. Rob Dosher is going to join us at eleven twenty-five. We'll talk to him about the Imani Bates saga. About the team that Memphis has got. Yeah, I think that's without the, him. You know what? What does the national media make of Memphis? Right. That's what I would like to know. Uh, are, do they think Memphis is going to be a good team? Do they think Memphis is going to be a, a a better team than last year? Do they going to take a step back? Um, it's a random assortment of experienced players. Does that have to mean that they'll be successful? Uh, we'll get into that with Rob Doster at eleven twenty-five. Looking forward to that. Then at one twenty-five, Javante Holmes is going to hop on here. East High School coach, longtime trainer of Will the Thrill Barton, who's got a new home, so we'll get into that. Trained Kennedy Chandler, uh, the newest Memphis Grizzly for a long time. So we're going to get into all of that. He's got some players there at East High School here. Big time. Uh, that are, you know, you would think would be Memphis targets down the line. So As well as coaching maybe the next big thing, uh, who's a rising seventh grader in town, just helped uh, Javante's team win the – under Armour Nationals for the sixth grade. He's a rising seventh grader. He's actually the brother of a former Cordova high standout that played with Tyler Blake Williams. Uh, we'll compare him because, again, Javante trained Kenny Chandler. You'll be interested to see, I think, where Javante thinks Braylon Williams stacks up 
against Kenny Chandler at this age right now. A lot of people think Braylon the next big thing. Yeah. A lot more for the folks than just Javante, too. Well, you know I love crying on the, 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 the next up, so we'll <clears throat> do that with Javante uh, at 125. So that is, uh, that is the show today, but the, uh, the news was official. I, I, it, you know, you can't say it's official until, you know, that brother gone. Imani Bates officially is gone. Salute to the young man. Uh, was in the portal, and there was certainly some back and forth, um, you know, and, and some hope through various parts of the last two weeks that maybe, a, you know, a reconciliation with Memphis was in the cards. Of course, Petty comes out with Doc Holliday, says he's not talked to Imani Bates or his camp about a potential return. And then you start to hear Wednesday night that, I guess, it was it Wednesday night? No, it was Tuesday night. Tuesday mm-hmm. night that uh no, it ain't happening. So it did not happen. Imani Bates is not going to be spending his uh sophomore season at Memphis. Instead, he will be at Eastern Michigan. I don't even know who their uh mascot is. Are they like the like take a shot? Uh, they're uh, the Eagles. They're the Eagles. Yeah, that would have just got ugly. They're the Eagles with Stan Heath, former yeah, Arkansas it got ugly, Jason. coach, as their coach. You were right, ten and twenty-one last year. Ranked 316 out of the 350 or so Division One teams in the country. So to land in Imani Bates for yes. Stan Heath, yes. quite the coup, obviously. Well, uh, but again, the Imani Bates you're getting now, right. much different than the one, it the is. much ballyhooed one that came to Memphis, you know, last year. So let's let's start with the Imani Bates piece of this, right? Let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Um, it, it's 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 uh, the most humbling point of his career right there's just no two ways around it um and i and i hope and i hope that his father interpreted as that as well because i I think certainly he he this is a look in the mirror moment for him this is a young man that was ranked in the top five at at number one in the country at various points this is a young man that was projected to go in the you know top five of the nba draft in 2023 at certain points and now Look, because of him, and because that because people do not want to bring on the headache that we know he can be, he had the option of Eastern Michigan. Like that's that was not about Imani's ability. It was about Imani Imani's ability next to a coaching staff's willingness to 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 deal with Elgin. Practically, I mean that's what that is. And, and the majority of like Travis Brandon reported, Louisville cooled off. Right, they wanted him, and then they cooled off. When they started to dive a little deeper, they said, "Nah, we don't want this in our program. New coach, like this is not what we're trying to bring into our culture." It's not Amani, but it's what comes with Amani. Mm-hmm. And so, I think this is this really needs to be um, a, a reflective moment for 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 Elgin specifically, because you know, look, all accounts have been that Amani is a good kid, a good teammate, a you know, somebody that you know got along with players on the team. This was not like Amani came in and was a cancer. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that come with him, um, and, and look, I, I think the media machine probably has some blame in this too. If we're making this a big picture conversation and a big picture aerial discussion, the idea of putting a 15 year old on Sports Illustrated. Um, well, to that point, Dad didn't just say, "Hey, I got I got the next Kevin Durant." The media had to absolutely the folks that watched him on he had no, to say, fair. "This kid looks like the next big thing." That's, absolutely. So uh, there was all a part of that. Yep. Of that storm that yep. made Imani the prospect, or that's absolutely right. The ballyhooed name that he was, and, and clearly he was not equipped for that. 
Because he's, he's not that. He's a good basketball player, but he's not the next Kevin Durant. Yeah. He's not LeBron James. He's just not that caliber of player. He's talented. He could play in the NBA if, he, if certain things go well and he improves in some areas of his game. But he's just not, you know, you think about cover athletes of Sports Illustrated, like he's clearly just not in that, in that class. And so, I do again, I blame the media machine crowning kids when it's unnecessary. Um, you know, Karan Iverson was really good when he was in the ninth grade, too. You know, like just because guys are bigger and far, further along when they're in the ninth grade does not mean that it won't catch up to them when they get to the, be a senior, when they get to be a freshman. And look, the kid's 18 years old. Like, I'm not ruling out improvement. Like, I think he can improve. I think he could have a great sophomore season at Eastern Michigan. But, you know, the idea that you look up and you enter the transfer portal and you're Imani Bates and your option is basically capitulate and go back to Memphis or go to Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan? That that is a sad state of affairs. I mean, it truly. I feel bad for the young man. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at. I said that yesterday. Uh, I've thought about this some more. It is what when we had Giannato on. I, I called it a cautionary tale. When you've got a, a a prospect you think could play, but it's also as I think about this driving around, John. It's also a father, right? Who clearly made mistakes, right? We we're, we're putting more of the of the of the blame, the responsibility, whatever the word is you want to use. At his feet, and, and of course, he's the adult. He's the one making most of the decisions. You do Bates fundamentals. Your decision to play Imani where you did all the way up from his freshman year in terms of grassroots and the 15 and under thing. I mean, you, you can read all of the stories, but he's not evil. Right. Because he made mistakes. Right. All of us in that situation, we don't know what we would do. Right. You know, I, here's the key, though. On the surface, he clearly, you, you thought you had something at some point, and at some, Johnny, stop developing, right? You think yep. you got a finished product. That's just, again, I'm somebody on the outside looking in right. who's, who's trying not to say, this guy's evil for blowing this, because that's what everybody wants to run and do. He made some mistakes, some key critical mistakes in terms of the development of his son, and it's likely guys cost them millions of dollars. That's not something to point out and say, dude's evil. That's something to say, oh, man, what a sad story. Yep. Like, it looks like they've possibly blown this. Now, look. Imani Bates right now is mocked at we. You, I almost raised your eyebrow with this earlier this week or last week. They all run together now. When I told you, well, well, Gavoni's got him number thirty three, three picks into the second round. That's before he picked mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan. But here's the point: is that you know there might be some reclamation here to be had. There might still be a way. Again, you go to Eastern Michigan, it's going to be even harder. Like you'll get the minutes and the opportunities, but what you'll always be questioned on, John, is the level. Now they'll say, well, heck, now. You're 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 not doing it at a big conference. You're doing it at Eastern Michigan, and and that will be held against him. But I, I'll end it with this: I'd like to see them get some of that back for the kid. Right? You'd like to see some sort of 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 I don't know reclamation, some sort of get get some of it back that you've lost. Otherwise, I mean, that's what it is. It's a it's a cautionary tale. It's a sad story of how a, a father trying to protect his kid's stock, what looks like gold at some point, made a lot of mistakes, it feels like, and right. you, you put your kid in some tough spots where he's gotten exposed. So um, it's a sad story rather than and, and a cautionary tale rather than one to just point out and say, man, Elgin Bates, bad dude, yep. just really blew it here. He, he, uh, father who made a ton of mistakes, no question about that, but I hesitate to sit up here and, you know, Elgin, bad. He just, you know, but clearly yeah. the mistakes have put his kid in a tough spot. 
No, there's no um, right. You know what I'm saying? It's no, like there's no. Everybody seems to want to pile on Elgin. Well, oh, you blew it. You're evil, the evil dad. Because well, this that's what situation we do was created by Elgin. I'm not. Right? I'm not. I, I, I just mean, laid it yeah. out that it was. Yeah. But but they lost the millions, not you. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. They now have to try to get it back. And so what it is is a story of well, don't do this. Right. Learn from this. Right. And let's hope that they can try to again, like I go back to get some for we can sit up here and say you can root against the bases now because of, because of the way Elgin, if you want to. I don't think we should do that. I think from what we saw from Imani, everything else. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a kid. It's a situation where they made a ton of mistakes. No, I, I, hopefully I'm, they can regain some of it. I'm not rooting against Imani Bates whatsoever. Not at all. I just think this is this is just the, the real talk side of the situation, you know, that. His father is the reason why his options were what they were. I mean, period, point blank. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't make him an evil person. It just makes him like, this, this is the way it is. Right. You know, I mean, your missteps along the way. Even going back to creating the prep school, like, you know, and, and look, there is no yeah, but, right. handbook, we right? There is all no, that out yesterday. There is right. no manual, right? right? Exactly. There is no handbook for how what to. What I said, it'd be very easy for me or you to make <clears throat> the exact same mistakes if we thought we had something. You well, know what I, I don't think I would like, I don't think I would like create a prep school. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, like there would be. Sure, speak. Go ahead. You wouldn't. You'd never do it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's very easy to say, and and maybe you probably wouldn't. Yes. But what I'm saying is, when you've got those kinds of decisions in front of you, and you're creating schools and trying to protect it, you could see how some of the mistakes can be made. This is not just some dude you think's a rotten apple was gonna destroy it no matter what just because he's some bad that's that's my point here mm-hmm. it was a dad we've seen tons of them mm-hmm. over the years make some poor mistakes here that's literally cost his family's cost of means I, I just find it more sad that i'm that i'm angry at elgin or it's i'm i'm here to lay blame all on him i find it a sad tale that hopefully we uh, prospects of kids that have a chance like imani Hopefully, the, the, the excuse me, the fathers of those prospects, yeah. hopefully it's something we can all learn from. Yeah, look, it, it doesn't impact me at all. I'm not angry. I mean, it's just like it is what it is for the kid, you know, and I yeah. hope that he, he finds, a, you know, a, a successful season at, at Eastern Michigan, and I hope that, you know, he's able to, to, to have a pro career. I'm not, like I said, I'm not rooting against that kid at all. Uh, it's going to be tough in the mid-American. You'll, you'll be questioned on who you did it against. What well, you know? I, I I suppose their their non conference schedule last year they played Indiana. Like you'll get some Michigan State they played last year. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get some opportunities against some high level competition. Sean, but let's be real. Imani struggled in the AAC. Struggled last year. You know against teams that should be like, huh? Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I I hope that's not held against them to a degree that you're automatically out of second round consideration, whatever else. Hopefully, there's a way it could still work out for him. Yep, for the kid. Yep, um, and he'll be he'll be doing it somewhere else than Memphis. And then for Memphis, look, it, it's it's not it's it's probably not very easy for Penny to look at that situation and and be as you know adamant about it as he was to say, you know, essentially unless you are here on my terms, there's not a spot for you because they got scholarships that are open, right? They got they got open scholarships, and Penny has like he's never been a guy that's afraid to turn away talent. Like he welcomes it. Like come on in, the water's fine. But in this instance, he very clearly drew a line. And I do think, in to be really successful in college basketball, you have got to be willing to do those things. You have to be willing to say, "Look, you're playing ball on on my terms. I'm not on yours." And and look, at, at times last year, that was not the case. Even going back as recently as last year, he was not doing that. He was saying, my veterans are jealous because I brought in Amani Bates. Before the season started, he was saying, Amani Bates is coming here to take their jobs, right? Last year, Penny was all about Amani 
and 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 sort of catering to Amani. We quit. He stopped. He said, "I'm not doing that anymore. You know, I'm doing things my way. And if you want to fall in line, like be my guest. But you're it, it's not going to be the Amani Bates show. You're going to have to fit in, get in where you fit in. And if you can't do that, and if you won't do that, then I don't have a spot for you. And I and I do think that is a a, a great sign for Memphis basketball that he's willing to to take that line. Yeah." I think it's easier when Imani's not the five-star prospect that he was coming in. It makes it a little bit easier. And Penny's not a – it's not like this is the first throat he's slit. He's pushed out guys before. Yep. He's made tough decisions and come a Memphis kid in Tyler Harris. That's so let's right. not sit up here and act like he hadn't made some decisions where, hey, some emotions, some guys' feelings might get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, though, because Penny clearly was in love with the talent. Now, now, to his credit, he admitted last year he blew it on the way he played him, blaming the upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. But let's. But, but what didn't change was clearly his feeling about Imani. You saw it in the way they welcomed him back after the injury thing. So there is clearly right a connection there that Penny, in terms of what he saw in Imani, yep. now knowing still that he's not a point guard, but still you've got that connection with that kid. And, yes, you are saying, you know what, right now I'm picking team over connections to you yep. over feelings and how much I'd like to see this work out for you. No, I've got a team. And, and I told you this yesterday, John. It, it's easier when after you had your arms still out after the injury thing last year, Imani still picks transfer portal. Absolutely. Okay, so it's easier to do and say, listen, I wouldn't put my team together. What are we talking about here? That's I've true. had to go get a two and a three and Lester ends up leaving on me. I didn't expect that one. I've had to readjust. And so all while you were sitting in the transfer portal looking for a better situation. It's, hey, I opened my arms up to you. We learned you're not a point guard. I put you in the right spot. What are we talking about here? So, again, makes it easier to cut that off and say, you know what, I'm picking team. But Penny, he's had to, I mean, whether it's been James Wiseman or or all the way to this situation – you cannot let one guy dictate where the program's going, the chemistry of your team that year. You, you can't let one guy you know, overly determine your fate. And, yes, as a college basketball coach, I think he's learned it here over time, but uh, he's shown he's capable of making cutthroat decisions. What I like is he's stuck to the plan that he said since January, the middle of last season, i got to get older. Yep. right. i got to get in this AAC. I want to bring older guys to the table, more experience. That's the way to win in this league. He's done it. He's revamped the roster, again, with curveballs being thrown like Quinones. And you gotta give, you gotta tip the cap to him. It, yes, if you're a Tigers fan, I agree right. with your column 100. You gotta feel good about the decisions Penny Hardaway is making right now. Again, with with some curveballs thrown at him here. Now, what's, <laughs> this is this is too. Let's be real. He shines in this offseason stuff. Yes, he in does. terms of bringing in new he rosters, does. everything else. That's why I've told you with this new look NCAA, yep. where it's basically open free agent market out here. I mean, he's positioned to to do this for. For quite a bit, you know, we focus a lot on uh, on the seniors, right? On on, uh, on Acod, on Kendrick, which just got announced, by the way. Just Acod, they officially announced this morning that he is now signed and in. Keontae, we're still awaiting on. Still obviously awaiting that him. signing before that, but yeah, everybody except for Keontae now. We focus on them, but it, 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 do I not have it right that you're hearing rave reviews about uh, the big man? Yeah, in the, in the in the pro am that's going on right now, and maybe you and I can maybe check in next week. So I hear Acot's going to hopefully, you know, all Tigers. You got former Tigers, Jeremiah, but your boy KO was apparently over there putting on a show, uh, catching alleys, everything else, finishing. And I was told that, you know, by a guy who was watching it, I asked him, I said, well, 
Malco or KO. That's what uh, that's what John and I have been discussing on the show, folks. Picking he, he's his his point was that KO would be starting. Yes, I, I won't tell you necessarily what yes. said. KO will be starting. now. I, I, we have from some what, from what he's seen. KO will be. Starting. We have some Malcolm Fandridges around this station. Did you say Malcolm Fandridges? Yes, yes, bro. He don't deserve all that. But I'm saying though, like, Malcolm Fandridges. <laughs> yeah. There are people who are just like I feel like y'all. Like I said, I want to watch the game with y'all so we can. So we I, we, so we I can we're not giving seen. out starting roles based on what, a pro am game yesterday. And and again, this is thir- this is I'm getting the second hand. I didn't see it with my own eyes. We'll see it with our own eyes in the coming weeks. And and, and we're going to both. Come but away. you're going to base that in in my guy. You're going to just base it and say it's done for Malco. Malco knows the system. You know how uh, you know how you say you want him to push KO. Can Keontae dribble? And and the answer was yes. He said he's better than Amani. Can, can Ko run? Man, stop. Yes, he's, he's better than Malcolm. Bro, he dunked on Chet. Bro, one play. He dunked on years. He dunked on Chet. In four years, y'all he played up. well in that game. He dunked on y'all. Y'all hold up one game out of it's how many? He, again, it's just when he tries to do too much. And John, when's he been healthy? Let's get him healthy off season. Let's see him. And if if so, if he's pushing Ko. Then that's good too. That's fine. That's he can push him. You love to you love now, to get now, a named starters in July, I'm, in June. You I'm, love naming starters I'm in June to get and July. This, I, I'm starting to get the sense you're a Malcolm Fandridge man. I, just, I, I might be by the time you done. <laughs> you yeah, Malcolm can play. You, Malcolm did, can play. He can didn't be he a, like uh, publicly approach you directly last year on Twitter you, and say, "Calm down, little you, John." If you want to call it approach. So, so was it the fact that he, was it little John? You call me little John. Yeah. The, I think we've nailed what the issue is. So you're little John, and he's got Jason, the Malcolm Fandridges. Jason, it is, this is personal. No, not yes, at all. Yes, it is. The, the, the issue is not that he it's, tweeted it's, me. The issue is that let he me can't set a proper screen. I think we've established it's personal. It is not. Yeah. KO had better start. He can right? play, Because man. if he doesn't, he will let you down personally. If Malco breaks into that starting lineup. Uh, yeah. We talking about starting line. We ain't talking about who's finishing the game. We talking about starters, and we doing it on June 30th. I love that he called him Little, the, little John. He, see that, he, he called him Little John. Little John. That's the, why I, I, this is yeah, the closest I, I can I get. Now, that's some quick thinking, BC. Thanks. Yes. I think we've established, if we're putting you on the couch, what it all is rooted in. It's not, bro. It's rooted he said, in the fact calm that. calm down, Little John. Let me get healthy first. And then what'd he do? He don't go get home, And that was like... You, Keep using them as motivation, like Malcolm. State Warriors. Not at all. Not at all. I, li- I like you slick, though. The Malcolm Fandridges. Yes. C- <laughs> count me in the group. No, what's crazy, though? Y'all Put don't me know in the this. group. Y'all don't know this. Jason uh, Jason has already made a motion to uh, put Malcolm in the Pity Hardaway Hall of Fame I there on like campus Malcolm for that one. I Malcolm myself, too. I'm going to jump on Jason's side on this, John, if you'll allow me to be on the Fandry's well, Club. John, John's going to have a few, quite a few with him. I like Malcolm. Y'all can Come like him all there. you want. Hey, there's room over here, BC. I, li- hey, I, hey, it's I just like a, him. It's just a non-hater club. You know what I'm saying? We want to see the two centers push each other, I want John. the better player to start. I mean, if that makes me a criminal, then oh, no, I will but, do the time. Oh, but you picked your man. KO, right? You've already picked. It. You're not willing to let it play. Out. You picture oh, man. Make it. You put your you put your bet in. Hey, no, but, and, and it's personal. May the best man win, bro. And it's personal. R- run it out. May the best man win. I'm not worried. KO is going to be the starting five on well, the scene. Yeah, according to the news I got last night about him and this pro am, it looks good for you right now. And then next Thursday, mark my words, we will be coming in here, and Jason will say 
He will be raving. If he plays, is KO expected to play? I don't know if he's playing next week. Well, that might be a problem then. We won't do it. We won't get a chance to see him. KO, there. the new transfer from the, the uh, UTSA. UTSA. Yes. Right? Yes. Is, Who, is it like just 611? UTA or is it UTSA? University of Texas. It's, oh, San my bad. Antonio? Yeah, no, it's UTA. My bad. You're right. It's Arlington, not San Arlington. Antonio. Oh, he's from Arlington. Yeah, it's UTA. Okay. Um, sure but, we got but, it right. Good to know. But, but look, when, when I saw that kid grab the top of the backboard, backboard. and hang I, from it, yeah, I'm like, you, all right, done, that, done. Well, that's what my guy said. What he does is, is unbelievable. He's getting so high on these lobs, apparently, that no one can. And he's not Musa. It, like, he's it not blows a, you away. He's not a, apparently. you know, he's not a, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, you know, he's not. He's not a foul. Well, prone. Musa was dunking around the bat. He was dunking everything around the bat. He's got better body out. control. He's he's got a better free throw stroke. Like you're not gonna have to. You're not gonna have to go through him. That's not the way they're gonna use him. But they're gonna use him in fast breaks. Kendrick but it was gonna have so many was, lives. This dude is saying it was four and four at UTA. Let's just let's calm down. And it's gonna be six and six. But let's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be very good though. He's gonna have six six and two and a half. Oh, minutes. I'll take that two and, and a half. And that's all you day. need. That's all you need from your starting five. Like, that's well, it. I mean, one thing is as much when cheer for Malco, good store Memphian guy. He he was not gonna get you two and a half blocks. It won't be anywhere close. And this kid will have a chance to lead the conference, you would expect, and block shots. That's not really Malco. Yeah. yeah. Mal- Malco isn't this defensive eraser. Right. Although he can put a body, obviously, and foul the hell out of you. Absolutely. Uh, but look, uh, the, the the roster is uh, is coming into form. I'm going to be rooting for him this offseason. And this, uh, it this will pre-season. not involve Imani Bates. All right, we will come back. Uh, Rob Dosh is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him. And get his thoughts on this Memphis roster on Imani Bates and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. Step up to the tee and take a swim at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. That's why they're number one. Great promotions like that one. You get them every day. Safe and secure app. When you get paid, you get paid fast. So see for yourself why they're America's number one sportsbook. Download the app, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And sign up using the promo code JSmith to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's only on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA Tour and partner of 92.9 FM ESPN. Once again, that promo code is JSMITH. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Refund issues, non withdrawable site credit expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline 1 800 889. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 9789. Rob Dodge is the founder of Field of 68. Covers all things college basketball. Doing it better than anybody. He joins us now. Rob, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Everything is pretty good in Memphis. Before we get to Memphis and and, and who's there, let's start with who's not. That's Imani Bates. Uh, after a week of, I guess a week or two of you know scuttlebutt and speculation that maybe a, a reunion with Memphis was in the works, Imani Bates winds up at Eastern Michigan, announcing that yesterday on Instagram. Um, what do you make of the Imani Bates story? It's it's a little bit sad to me, right? It's a little bit sad that the way that this thing has played out because yep. I, I saw him when he was 15. I was in that gym the first time he made it down to Peach Jam, right? I watched the things that he was doing. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm one of these guys that has scouted every single prospect ever, a long time, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I go to Peach Jam. I go to a couple of AAU events a year. I see all the big names, do the, the standard stuff that every regular college basketball media person does, right? I've never seen a 15-year-old be able to do the things that Amani Bates can do. Um, he was, to me, justifiably one of the most high prospects of like the last decade, right? I, I, I don't, I don't know if it was right to label him as he could be the next LeBron, he could be the next Magic, he could be this, he could be that. But I don't know if, uh, how many people have ever seen a 15 year old that was able to do the same things that he was able to do at 15. Problem is, he got to 18 years old, and he basically can only do those same things. Right, his body never really filled out. He never really put on weight. He never really adapted to this idea that he needs to be more than just a high volume, uh, tough shot maker. Right, he never really figured out what it means to be a defender. He never really added the passing to his game that you were hoping that he was going to be able to add. And he just kind of stagnated. And to me, that doesn't has nothing to do with what he was as a prospect and what he could have been when he was 15 years old. It just means that he ended up in like a bottom 10% potential outcome for what he could have ended up being. And I think some of that you can, some of that you can just kind of blame on, uh, you know, rough luck. You know, he's, he's skinny, he has thin shoulders, and he doesn't have a very long wingspan. And uh, broad shoulders and wingspans are, are the things that make you very good and very valuable in college basketball and NBA basketball. Um, I think some of it you can blame on a COVID year. He dropped a year. He lost a year. That, uh, that a lot of other prospects lost, and he never he didn't get that year of development. I think you can blame it on people that he is listening to and paying attention to and, and taking advice from, maybe not necessarily having his best interest at heart, right? Like, if you want somebody to get better and be more than just a tough shot maker and a gunner, don't put them on their, their own team where you put a bunch of bums around him, let him go out and lose games, but get 40 in the process, right? He did that for high school, and he did that for AAU. Uh, I think the best that we saw him play is when he did that, what was it, like a month that he spent on the EYBL with uh, with Team Final out of Philly yeah. with Jalen Dern and with Derek Lively um, and uh, with the, uh, Otega Owe and uh, with Corey Floyd, with all of these guys that ended up going high major, right? That was the best that we saw him play because he just kind of fit in. But they, he's never had a chance to do that. And going home, going back to Eastern Michigan, going back to Ypsilanti, going back to the place that you want to try to get him away from, to go do that same thing over again, to be a gunner, to be inefficient, to put up 
uh, empty stats and empty calories and, and lucky charms points, right? In a league that is better than people realize, like the MAC is tough, man. The MAC is a good league. It's a well-coached league. There's a lot of good defenses in that league. There's a lot of tough, old, grown men, 22, 23-year-olds, that aren't going to want this 18-year-old freshman coming in and trying to show him up. So I, I think that uh, if you look at all the choices that he had, I think this was the worst possible outcome, man. And, you know, I, I, I've told you guys this before. I think the, the, the G League night was probably the best place for him to land in an ideal world. But they, they didn't want him. Right, that, that that didn't end up being an option for him. If you look at the final picks that he had, mm-hmm. um, it, it was it wasn't a choice. He he needs to go to a place where he can make the main thing be the main thing, and that is not going to happen when you are uh, going back home to where there are going to be distractions, to where uh, you're going to be around the people that have been uh, leading you astray. It just it's uh, it, it's not a good fit. You know where he should have gone? To be honest with you, you know what the best place for him would have been where? to go to Seton Hall. Shaheen Holloway, one, that is a tough dude that has been through it that can connect with Imani. Two, Shaheen Holloway is a former McDonald's All-American that couldn't really find a way to live up to that level of hype, right? I think that you can connect to Imani hmm. in that way. Um, the way that he plays in the offense that he runs, we saw with St. Peter's last year. It is motion-based. It is ball-screen heavy. It is pace and space. It is They move the ball. It is uh, a lot of people that the smart people that watch Shaheen coach say things like, wow, that dude runs really good stuff. And wow, that guy really knows what he's doing. And he really knows how to scheme and he really knows how to game plan. And you could have put Imani in a situation where he's going to be able to do all the things that he does well without being exposed for the things that he does not do well. That would have been the perfect fit. And my understanding is that they had some kind of a meeting where Shaheen kind of laid all this stuff out. And then, the Bates camp was kind of like, nah, you know what? This is what we want to do. And uh, the, the Seton Hall guys were kind of like, well, I guess we're done with this. Wow. Uh, I guess we're done with this conversation. So um, the, the interesting part is that I don't know how much of him going to Eastern Michigan is necessarily him wanting to be there versus that is the only place that will mm-hmm. take him given the, the, the circumstances that are going on around him and, and kind of what what is expected. It just it's sad and it's not the end of his career. But if you're at Eastern Michigan and you are Amani Bates with that name, if you're averaging 17 points and doing it inefficiently and shooting 31 percent from three, not really playing defense, like does that move the needle? If you want to get drafted, what do you have to do at Eastern Michigan to be able to get drafted out of there? Yeah, you got you, you got to be nothing short of incredible, man. Like mm-hmm. it just. I'm sorry to be long-winded, but it just—it's. It, I think this was the worst possible choice that he could have made. What do you think of what Penny, uh, having made the decision to move on from Imani, has 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 put together here with the transfers? Uh, we've already it feels you know Kendrick Davis. We know we've known for a long time, but Emmanuel Acod, Elijah McCadden, the kid out of Georgia Southern, that's more like a a sixth man. I think he was the 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 sixth man of the year in his conference, and of course they've just added Keontae Kennedy. Uh, Penny said in January during the season when they were struggling a little bit, "Hey, I want to get older. This league's older. I want to get these these transfers in here." He's done that. What have you? What do you make of uh, of the roster he's assembled with Kendrick Davis sort of anchoring it? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much: with Elijah McCadden and the uh, the kid from UT Arlington, I'm not even going to try to say his name. I'm going to let John be the one that embarrasses Ko Ko Just call him Ko. You can stick with that. It works. Ko. All yep. right. So Ko and Elijah McCadden. 
you better make sure that, that you have uh, 4K cameras everywhere in that Memphis gym at all times because you're going to have some of the most unbelievably athletic plays that you've ever seen. Elijah McCadden is a freak, dude. That dude could win an NBA dunk contest. And then KO can touch, literally touch the top of the backboard. Like, we hear that all the time. Right? Oh, yeah, you can touch the top of the backboard. No, like, one person in the world can do that, and it's KO. So uh, you're going to have a lot of highlights coming out of there. But um, I think – I don't have the numbers in front of me. But if you go back and you look at, like, the on-off splits and, and kind of the, the, the efficiency differences when DeAndre Williams is around um, and when he's on the floor, yep. that's what made Memphis a really, really good basketball team last year. Obviously, it helps having a guy like Jalen Durr and obviously having – um, guys like Josh Mina and, and Landers Nolly and some of the other pieces that they had around him, uh, it, it, that that helped. But DeAndre Williams is like the glue that holds everything together. And if you look at some of the other pieces that they currently have, including Kendrick Davis, um, there's a lot of talent there and there's a lot of reason to be excited. You also look at some of those on-off splits, and I don't think that it's a fluke that Memphis started playing their best when Imani Bates had that back injury last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Once he, they kind of got him out of the fold, they went off to another level and got to a team that, you know, honestly, they, they probably could have made a run deep in the tournament um, if they had not happened to, uh, to end up being an eight seed. Right. You, be, yeah. you, you uh, you're an eleven seed, and you might be able to make a little bit more of a run. But you draw number one seed in the second round. That's right. Um, play them as well as anyone did. It's, it's it is what it is. That was a very good team, um, and I think they're going to be really good again this year. But the biggest key to me is. What does Kendrick Davis end up being, right? Like, he is a guy that can be a little bit shoot first, score first, that kind of mentality. If he is someone that can kind of embrace this idea that, like, I need to be more than just a bucket getter, then I think they're going to be really good. And I don't think that he ends up going to Memphis without, one, any understanding that you kind of have to play that dude to his strengths a little bit, Mm -hmm. and, two, uh, him realizing that if you want to be on a better team with better outcomes, you're going to have better players around you and there's going to be a little bit more expectation to uh, kind of move it around. So I'm, I'm, that's a long-winded way of saying I'm, I'm bullish on them. And they're going to guard. we got a dude that gets you 20 a night. And DeAndre Williams is still there. He's What is he now, 32? Yeah. 30. They're, they're older than the Grizzlies, as has been pointed out many times, the nucleus of this team. Much I older. Think, in all seriousness, is DeAndre Williams older than John? Do we know that yet? He's no. I'm thirty. Uh, I'm thirty. But it's like the idea that that's a real question is is truly something though. Like he's twenty. <laughs> he'll be twenty six. I'll be thirty one. But it's close. You know what I mean? Like we were in high school at the same time. You know, we probably overlapped. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. Like Penny was on this mission, right? He was on this mission to correct, to course correct. All right, I'm not going to build a team the way I built it last year. I'm not going to rely on freshmen. I'm not going to. You know, get these high potential NBA draft prospects and try to fit them in where they don't fit. I'm going to just get good old college basketball players. Um, but but there still is a challenge, though, right? Even with that, because yeah, they're older, um, and 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 yeah, like I guess they're not coming in with five star rankings, but they do still have NBA prof- and professional aspirations. So it's is it not still, you know, maybe it looks a little different. But it's still kind of the same challenge, isn't it, in terms of trying to get all these guys who are on their last stops trying to come together um, to, to win a lot of games. I mean, yes, better chance of that because they're older and they understand, but is it not still the same challenge for Penny? Yes and no. Um, when you're bringing together all of these new faces, it's always going to be difficult because they have to learn a new system and they have to learn new uh, – uh, you know, new phrasing, the new terminology, and you have to understand a new city, and you have to get like 
uh, acclimated to, all right, this is where I go get my breakfast. This is where I put gas in my car. This is where um, I know I can uh, go shopping and pick up, you know, the breakfast cereals or whatever it is. Get a- getting acclimated to a new place and new people is always going to be a little bit difficult. But when you recruit transfers, these guys don't have that same level of expectation, right? They they got the pomp and circumstance and, and, and all of uh, – all of the glitz and the glamour the first place that they went to. And then it ended up being a bust. Like Emmanuel Acott was a five-star guy coming out of high school that enrolled early at Arizona. It did not work. He transferred to Boise State. It took him like a year to really get settled there. And now he's getting his last chance. And I think that he understands, look, I'm not going to be Kobe Bryant. I'm not coming in here and I'm going to be a, a lottery pick. If he wants to find a way to make basketball be a living, he's got to find a way to do, to do a job really well. And if you look at the way that this roster is put together – He's going to have to just go out there and do it. Like, go defend, go be switchable, go be tough as hell, go do, do all the things that Memphis has done really well the last couple of years defensively, and you're going to play a lot of minutes, and that's probably what's going to get you to a point where you can get a paycheck from professional basketball teams. Probably not going to be in the NBA, but I think he understands that at this point, right? And I think that's the value that you have in adding these transfers is they're not coming in with this expectation that they're going to be one and done. He's been around for three years, right? Same thing with Elijah McCadden. He's been around for a while. He understands that, like, this is a step up for him from, from Georgia Southern. Same thing with a guy like Keontae Kennedy. Same thing with a guy like K.O. So um, it's always difficult bringing new faces together. But when you're bringing in transfers that are 21, 22, that are a little bit more mature than freshmen, that have already been through and understand what it takes to be a college basketball player, that's easier. Right, it's a little bit easier to put it all together, and you're going to have guys that I think will be able to accept uh, playing a role a little bit more than um, than some of these five-star freshmen that think that they should be getting 30 shots a game. So you like the roster? Memphis will be good, but clearly not as good. At least if you look from the preseason rankings, everything else is is what we're expecting Houston to be in this last season. The AAC, I've seen them as high as two in some folks' rankings. Are they that good? Are we talking about true national title contender? Uh, with Houston, what Kelvin Sampson's got coming back this year? Yeah, I think the, the to me the two best teams in the country are North Carolina and Gonzaga, and then okay. there's like five teams that you can kind of have in that number three range. Mm-hmm. And I would probably have Houston right there at number three. I mean, look, wow. they bring back Marcus Sasser, who I think is going to be the best guard in the country, and who I think has a real chance to end up being National Player of the Year. Right? Yes, he's, he's the yeah. best player. A top three team that is coming off of a final, uh, coming off of a what was it, Sweet Sixteen without him in a Final Four the year before, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he has a very, he, he's going to be a season first team All American. Um, uh, you could probably lock that into stone. Uh, then you got Tremont Mark there. Then you got those two talented freshmen coming in, and then you got big. Like it doesn't even matter with Houston who their big guys are. Sure it does. Like the names don't matter. You just know they're going to be six eight. They're going to be two forty. They're going to be tough as hell, and they're going to go fight like hell for every offensive rebound. And um, and that's just kind of what Houston is. And they're going to play the right way, they're going to play well, and they're going to be well coached. And that's going to get you a lot of wins uh, playing against, uh, not just the AAC, but playing in any – they would get a lot of wins playing in the Big 12 with what they got right now. So, uh, yes, Marcus Sasser is awesome. Houston's going to be really, really good. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this. If, if it all works out for Memphis and they hit their ceiling, I think Memphis can – I don't want to say they can be as good as Houston, but they can beat Houston. Like, this is not a, we'll it's not something where we say, like, yeah, they got no chance against them. This team, if it all comes together, if Kendrick is the best version of Kendrick, if you got all of these bodies out here playing defense, if DeAndre Williams does DeAndre Williams things, and KO can find a way to have some kind of impact with that athleticism, 
Memphis is going to be really good. This is a stock answer from 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Like literally, you could have played any interview where somebody asked Rob Doster about Houston from the last no, five not years. Not that good. No, it's, it, it's true though. It, uh, like, I mean, that's it's more. I'm not. I'm not ripping Rob. It's more of a testament to Houston. Yes, that's what they do. This is what Houston does. They just cycle through all of these big guys that understand what their role is. And then Kelvin brings in enough talented guards that understand how to play and are well coached and are going to get put into positions to succeed. You do all of that and combine it with a couple of young talents that will come off the bench and play a role. And you combine it with the fact that you got a bunch of guys that are 22 and 23 and older than all of these young freshman teams. And you're going to win a lot of basketball games. It, it, it works. There's a reason why Houston did. They were number two in Tripon last year, and they lost their two best players to injury. Throughout the season, it's it's remarkable what he's been able to do. I know Rob, it's going to be terrible when they're in the Big Twelve doing it and not in the AAC. This thing's about to go to CUSA yeah. 2.0, baby. Will you even come on the show anymore? Now that yeah, uh, okay, okay. But Memphis I, has I, to hey, dominate that league, talk, right? Right, Rob. You guys just want to talk about whatever you want to talk about music. You want to talk about the best way to to cook a burger on July Fourth. Like I'll come we're, on. We're going to have to start talking about that. To be honest, you have to. You haven't you haven't invited me on, John, in like three months, and honestly, I just thought you forgot about. Me. No, 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 I'm I'm giving you a break. But he's yeah. been so worried about Penny and what was going to happen. He just being like, we're actually like, you know, now that Houston and UCF, um, is there another conference mate leaving, or is that, those are the only two? Cincy, Houston, UCF. Yeah, now that they're leaving, we're actually just not going to talk about sports anymore on the show. Like, we're going to become like a contemporary <laughs> show. Um, that, that's going to be a deal where Memphis needs to dominate like it did the old CUSA. And Rob, I mean, you got still Wichita State, but they're not what they were under Greg. I mean, you better dominate no. that league, right? Yeah, and and I mean, they should. They're, they're going to have the talent to be able to do it. I think that what we're going to end up seeing is uh, is Memphis doing things the way that Houston has been doing it the last couple of years, right? That kind of a situation. Because you know, frankly, the the way that the those two teams play is not all that dissimilar to the point that. I mean, with Houston and Memphis play this year, you better have your big boy pants on oh, yeah. if you're, you're going to go check in that game. Those are going to be fun. Those are going to be wars. They've been wars the last two or three years. Yep, no doubt. Hey, Rob, dude, you're the best. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate the always. time as always, Thank man. You. Thank you. Always always a pleasure, guys. Have a great holiday, all right? Yes, you sir. Too. You do you the too. same. He is Rob Doster, founder of Field of 68. Yeah, look, I mean, it's like the same thing every year. It's like, all right, Houston's going to be the preseason favorite, and then Memphis is like has to go up there and get them, right? That's the truth. And it was Elite Eight last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, yeah. There's, I'm Pat. Like I was they like losing to Nova in the Elite I, in Eight in like 2019. There was a point where like, all right, you know, they can't keep doing this. Well, yeah, they're gonna just keep doing it. Well, I mean, technically, you're right. They went to a Final Four, then they go Elite Eight. So it's like they're they're a contender. Yeah, every so, single year, no matter what. Like I was trying to say, well, Rob doesn't talk that highly of them every year, but technically, the last few, it's been that. Well, yeah, Rob Gray got him to a uh, you know second round. Far big, yeah, I get. Well, yeah, also it's like you going a little far back on Rob. Yeah. But still, though, I mean, they just they they get there every single freaking year, dude. They get there every man. Nineteen, year. they were in the sixteen. Oh, okay, so yeah, I mean, Sweet Sixteen, Final yeah. Four, Elite I, Eight. I had to go back yeah, as a as a three seed back in nineteen, two thousand uh, eighteen, nineteen season. And they lost to Michigan. I can't remember uh, that year. They lost nineteen. Ended up losing to Kentucky, sixty two fifty eight. Okay, okay. After- eighteen. They lost to uh, Michigan in the second round by a point. That's they were you they were sixty four sixty three. They were a point away from going to the Sweet Sixteen in a year before that. I mean, like that's just like to, like that's to be honest, that's all you. That's like your pipe dream of what Memphis basketball can be, right? Is just Houston. 
that's all you could ever hope to be. And it like it's doable. Houston is, you know, yeah, they're going to the Big Twelve, but they were in they were you they were in CUSA with you. They were in the oh, AAC at with one you. point they were dogs in in your league. Yes. Absolute dogs before they get Kelvin for the most part. Absolutely. So it can be done, man. And uh, look, maybe that's what uh maybe that's what you know Penny is starting to build here, going for a second straight tournament appearance and and we'll see, you know, just what that what that yields. All right, we'll come back. Ja Moran has posted a picture of Instagram that's got the streets talking, what Jason. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? We'll get to that when we come back. Jason and John, 90s Turner FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 